Well, why don't you just shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. You know, you're going to find the writing of Titus not preaching from there tonight. But Paul sent Titus to show them the church how they ought to behave in the house of the Lord is what the Bible says. I believe this is how we ought to behave in the house of the Lord. Amen. The Bible said that everything be done decently and in order. This is decent and in order. Amen. This is letting the Spirit of God move and touch lives and hearts and souls and minds. Praise God. Whatever you have need of, there's a God today that is able to minister to whatever your need is. Amen. And not just with sufficient ability, but with an abundant ability. Because he's the God of abundance. Amen. Brother Forbes, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Amen. He said, if you give, I'll give to you. Press down, shaken together, and running over. David said, my cup runneth over. That's the God of abundance. The Bible said he owns the cattle of a thousand hills, and he supplies our riches. And he supplies our needs according to his riches, which are in glory. That's an abundant God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can come to the altar needing relief from a migraine headache, and God can heal you of cancer. That's the abundant God that we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. We can just have church tonight, can't we? Praise the Lord. Amen. I had a whole speech prepared for all the tired ones tonight. Amen. But y'all just blew that out of the water. Praise God. I like that. Praise the Lord. We're just, we'll just have church. Amen. I give honor to this beautiful congregation and your attitude of worship and praise and prayer that is in this place. Amen. It is so refreshing to come to the house of God and feel what we feel. Aren't you glad that we don't belong to the first church of the frigid air? Amen. But we're apostolic, Pentecost, Holy Ghost baptized, spirit filled. Amen. This is who we are. Praise God. I'm glad to be part of something much bigger than I. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You have your Bibles. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. And everybody would say, that again? That again. Amen. Praise God. Repetition is the foundation to committing anything to memory. Over and over. Ain't that right, Sister Gregory? Over and over. I was asking our kids today, I said, can you say the ABCs? Well, yeah, they can say the ABCs. And I said, well, what about the scripture that goes with them? And they started quoting them, but then some stopped. So we might need a refresher course, Sister Gregory. Amen. Just, just get in there and work them over again. Praise God. I sat down tonight, today, began to work on the lesson for this evening, which... I knew where I was going. And I began to write and the Holy Ghost began to tell me differently. And I want to follow his leading tonight and just minister in the area that he's given over these past weeks because I don't feel that we got finished. Amen. I, I believe the Lord has something else to impart unto us. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 6. The Bible said, For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. I'm going to try to finish this today or let the Lord just have his way. But again, I'm going to touch on this, the battlefield of the mind. 
Amen. The battlefield of the mind. Could we ask God just to bless this word today? God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, for your presence that is in this place in such abundance, Lord. For the hearts that you've already touched and the prayers, God, that you have already answered, Lord. For those that you've already changed, God, for some confirmation, Lord, that some have been asking and you gave it to them tonight, Lord. I thank you that I know, God, that you have already done a great work. And today, Lord, we could say that we've already had church. But, God, I pray that you speak to us with your word. And that, God, this word settles its way into our hearts, our souls, and our minds. God, that we tuck it away in our spirit. Lord, that we might never sin against you. We ask you this in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated today. Praise God. I don't want tonight to sound redundant. But let me reiterate a truth that is so simple yet so powerful to a degree. That if you can grasp this that is being taught, it will absolutely change your spiritual walk with God. Some would say over something so simple, yes. Over something so simple. I remember a, a time in my life that I needed a message. I needed a word from God. And I'll never forget that I went to a church in Lepanto, Arkansas. And there was a, a great man of God there that, would, that pastored a church just over the hill in Crowley's Ridge. And he preached a message called the making of a man. Mom, you probably remember that message. But I remember that when I walked out of that place, I was changed forever. I would never, ever be the same person. Amen. Not because of the man, but because of the word of God. Amen. And tonight, I want to minister something that, that may get hold of you and help you today as a catalyst to change your life. Amen. If you're tired of your cycle... Ever feel you're stuck in a cycle? If you're tired of your cycle of failure, if you're tired of your cycle of victimization, if you're tired of your cycle of stagnation, if you're tired of your cycle of aggravation, or if you feel that your life is in a washing machine stuck on the, the, the spin cycle, you ever have a washing machine get stuck on one? I have. Then I want to preach something to us tonight. There's some things that we need not to be ignorant of. And I would remind us, first of all, in understanding the, the battlefield of the mind and the things that we go through and the things that we have to face in this world, that we are the sons of God in a carnal world. And I want to reiterate something to us all tonight that we need to plant dead in our souls that we would understand this fervently. This world is not our home. This world is not our home. We live today in a spiritually hostile environment and we forget about that sometimes. John 15 and 19 says this, if you were of this world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, he said, I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. How about that? Now, we don't like to consider that. And I'm going to tell us why. We want to be loved by everybody. There is an innate desire in us that we look for the approval of men and the love of humanity in our life. We want to be loved. And when somebody doesn't agree with us, when we're at odds with somebody, when somebody eh, eh, don't like us for a certain reason, I want you to know that it bothers us down in our, our flesh when somebody is against us. But I want to remind us today that the spirit of this world is against you. It's against you every day. This world and the spirits of this world are against you. What am I saying today? That you and I live in hostile territory. Amen. Now we want peace everywhere. We want peace 
peace at the grocery store and peace at the gas pump and peace at our workplace. And we, we just want to live in peace with everybody. And, and I know that the Bible said that we're to live in peace with all men as much as possible. But I want to tell us today this. Amen. That we are battling a spirit in this world that wants to wreck us, that wants to tear us apart, that wants to devour us and wreck everything good and holy and righteous about every one of us. Amen. 1 Corinthians 4 tells us this. We are troubled on every side. We are perplexed. We are persecuted. We are cast down. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our own body. I want you to hear that again. We are troubled on every side. Does anybody feel that way? We're troubled on every side. We are perplexed. I mean, we are, we, we are persecuted. We are cast down. Always bearing about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. This is what God has called you to. How about that? And we would think God wants me to live in a peaceable world where there's no friction, no, no hardship, no trial, no struggle. No, He wants you to be saved. He wants you to be changed. And sometimes the elements of change in our life are hostile. As a matter of fact, I will tell you this, amen, that, that many times in our life, the elements of change are absolutely hostile to us. And it requires change in order for us to adapt spiritually. And I want to give something to you. Amen, I made mention of this in a teaching or two ago. Amen, you will find that in your deepest times of struggle and sorrow and hardship, you will develop a lifestyle of prayer or you'll be lost. You'll find yourself crying out, Amen, oh God, I need you, I need you to move, I need you to intervene, I need you right now to move on my situation. Why? Because you have been put in a press and you're going through something in your life. Amen, and I want to tell us today that people everywhere are going through something. This is what God has called us to. But he did tell us in that same verse, we are not distressed, we are not in despair, we are not forsaken, and we're not destroyed. And what does that tell me? God has not brought us to this place of trouble to abandon us. God, God has not allowed us amen, to come into this place of turmoil and lifestyle and thought and, and all of the things that we're facing. Amen. In order to leave us, I want to tell everybody this. He said, I will be with you always. Amen. Lo, even until the ends of the world, I'm going to be with you. So I want to tell you today that you've got a Savior that loves you and you've got a Savior, amen, that desires to have a relationship with you and He didn't bring you this far to leave you. Oh, praise God, we ought to shout to the Lord over that if we don't go any further tonight. I've got a Savior that will never leave me nor forsake me in the worst trouble of my life, in the deepest failure of my life. He loves me. My God, I want us to know today we've got hope. Because we've got a Savior today that loves us. Amen. He's not brought us to our place of trouble to abandon us there. In 2 Timothy 2, Paul told us this, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him. Listen to these next words. Who hath chosen him to be a good soldier. Everybody say good soldier. Now let me tell us today, we want to be good saints. We want to be good people. We want to be goodly blessed. But there's very little in us that wants us to be a good soldier. You want to know why? Because a soldier endures hardship. 
I, I can never teach about the soldiering of the Lord without thinking of both of my grandfathers that served their country during World War II. One, one served in, uh, here in the United States, my father's uh, dad, and, and he worked over a prison camp there of Germans during, uh, uh, during World War II. And my other grandfather, my mother's father, a very great, great man. Amen. He, he uh, landed in Europe. Amen. Went through France, went through Italy, went into Africa. Amen. He went all over the world fighting the good fight. Amen. And he told me, he said, we used to march with 80-pound packs on our back. He said, mile after mile after mile with our combat boots and our rifles. I want to tell us today that we're living in a generation, amen, that struggles pulling on their boots, much less walking around in their boots. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Everyone say soldier. Amen. To some degree, we have to be troubled in this world. Does everyone understand it? To some degree, we will go through trouble in this world. There's no escaping the trouble that we go through. Amen. Now, understanding that God has called us to be a good soldier and knowing that we have to go through things and knowing, knowing that we are distressed and knowing uh, that, that we're perplexed and knowing that we're persecuted and knowing that we're cast down, let's look again at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Amen. The Bible said this, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Now, let me talk to us about being a good soldier. Amen. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. I, I have preached on these and preached on these, but there's some things I believe today that are going to come out a li little differently, and you're going to consider some things differently. Amen. I, I want to tell us today, amen, that the battlefield that you fight, the majority of it is going to be in your mind. Whether you pass or fail, Amen. It is going to be in your mind. Amen. You know, Paul said it like this. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor rulers of darkness. Amen. I, I, I am persuaded. Let me tell us this. Amen. Are going to come between me and the love of God. Amen. Let me tell us all this. Amen. I made up my mind. Amen. Almost 40 years ago that I'm going to live for God. I made up my mind that I'm going to worship when I come in the house of God. I made up my mind that I'm going to make it to the rapture. I made up my mind that I'm going to die having lived the faith. I made up my mind that I'm going to fight the good fight. I may struggle. I may sin. I may falter. I may fail. But let me give you a word. I'm going to live for God with everything that I've got in me. Why? Because I am persuaded that I am going to be a good soldier that does not mean I'll win every battle that does not mean that I'll win every fight but what it does mean that I am going to war a good warfare I'm going to fight a good fight I'm going to live for God and I want to tell somebody you need to make up in your mind before you leave the house of God tonight that regardless of your sin regardless of your failure regardless of your trouble I'm going to live for God oh let me tell you my position doesn't dictate me living for God amen this house of God doesn't dictate me living for God the good instruments and the good musicians and the good teachers they don't dictate to me that I'm going to live for God I made up in my mind that I am persuaded to make it all the way Your deepest trouble is when you lose your persuasion. When you are no longer persuaded. When the devil can bring you to a place that you are wondering if you can live for God. I'm here tonight to deliver a word to somebody. 
And it's this. You can live for God if you'll make up in your mind you're going to live for God. Amen. If you'll make up in your mind you can live for God regardless of whatever thing you're going through. You can live for God. Church, God has called you to fight. And we forget that sometimes. As a matter of fact, we forget it many times. Amen. Whether you realize it or not, in your person beats the heart of someone who was chosen to fight the good fight of faith. It is in your spiritual DNA. You want to know why? Amen. We are birthed. Amen. After the lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. I am a son of God. Amen. God is the greatest warrior. Amen. That has ever lived. Casting out Satan and one third of the angels. I, I want you to know today. Amen. We serve a mighty God who is a mighty warrior. And if you'll read the book of Genesis and the song that, that they sang, Miriam sang when they crossed into that place, they sang about God the warrior. So let me tell you today, we've got a father that fights a good fight. And I want us to know today that we birthed in his image ought to be able to fight a good fight. Why? Because I'm supposed to be like daddy is. Amen. There are traits that when you pray through, I believe that are inherently uh, uh, received, that, that you get them simply by birth. Amen. I, I, I believe today that you, you can look today Amen. And all of my family. Amen. And I want you to know that you can put us in a group of a thousand people. There's four brothers and one sister. And I'm here to tell you that you can go through and pick out the cooks. Put them in a corner because we all look alike. Is that all right? That's the truth. I can do the same thing with Kirkwoods. Amen. Why? Because there's DNA. That runs through my veins. That runs through my brother's veins. And it runs through my sister's veins. And it runs through my, my mother's veins. I, I, I looked. I, 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 some of you may not uh, uh, like this. I, I joined 23 and me. I just want to see who all I was born to. And it, 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 it was, it's been a wonderful experience. I've sat with my mother. I had people contact me that were second and third cousins. Amen. That... that had never met, amen, uh, uh, Sam Rayburn, the speaker of the house, amen, one of the greatest speakers of the house, amen, my grandmother's name was Rayburn, did you know that I'm related to him, he's a great uncle to me, amen, that's a fact, and my middle name was named after that family, there's a street named that, but I had people that called me, amen, and I began to look at those, some sent me pictures, and I'll declare if we don't look on You want to know why? Because of that DNA that runs through our veins. And it, it, have you ever met a fellow saint in the streets and, 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 and you just yeah. there's just something about it? Yeah. I, I, we were enrolling in the school and, and brother and sister Humphreys came over. Oh, such a beautiful pastor and wife. Amen. That, that have, have uh, come into the Bread of Life Church. Amen. Up in... Uh, Henderson and I, I met them and talked with them. Amen. And I'm telling you, me and him hit it off. It was like I met my long lost brother. Amen. To the extent he and I had to get out of the room while they uh, continued to enroll the kids because there was just something about that. Amen. We agreed with one another. It, it was just, we connected with one another. Why? Because we got the same daddy. So let me tell you today. Amen. That, that the traits that we inherit, whether you whether you you realize it or fail to realize it, we all got the same daddy. Amen. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And whether you realize it and you're not in your person, beats the heart of somebody who was chosen to fight the good fight of faith. I believe that when you left an altar, 
I believe that you left with your shining papers that you were willing to fight in the battle of your life for the faith that God had planted on the inside of you. I believe that this fight is so real that I'm going to submit that whether you realize it or not, you are so geared for your calling that if you're not fighting with the enemy, you'll fight with your brother. Why? Because you're called to fight. Now let me tell us, you need to fight the enemy. You've got an enemy of your soul that wants to destroy you. Amen. Not your brother, not your sister. An enemy that wants to wreck your life. And you need to realize where the fight is coming from. And realize we're not here. Amen. Fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against a spirit that wants to wreck us. But inside of us beats the heart of somebody that has made up in their mind. I'm going to fight. I'm going to struggle. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek the face of God. And I'm going to come out victorious. called us to battle the enemy of our spiritual lives. He said this, casting down imaginations. That word imaginations comes from the Greek word logosmos. And it is the only instance in the whole Bible that the word was used. Most of us understand logos, which is thought. Amen. It, it, it comes from the Greek thought. Amen. But here, Logosmos, the only place that it is mentioned is casting down imaginations. And it means this, reasoning, conclusions, suppositions, everything that we would think, everything in this O'Connell mind, he said you've got to cast them down if they're against God. He goes on to say in every high thing, that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. What I'm preaching here today is this. Amen. That the battlefield, amen, for your soul begins in your mind. For the church to hear me today. For every single thought in our minds that our Holy Ghost Inspired by God. For every thought that is imparted by God. There is a carnal thought. Whether flesh or spirit originated. Amen. They are sent to dispose of godly revelation and godly instruction. Let me get a little deeper today. And I want to read that again that we can understand it. For every single thought in our minds that are Holy Ghost inspired and God given, there is a contradiction to that thought in your mind that are against godly revelation and godly instruction. In other words, this, when God would speak to you, your flesh would scream back. When God would give you direction, the devil would whisper in your ear. God would say, you can make it. And the devil will say, no, you can't. You can't make it. You can't live for God without failure. You'll never make it to heaven. Amen. God will say, get up and go visit that person and minister to them and give them a word. And your old flesh will say, God didn't tell you that. It's the contradiction. What is it? It is the warfare that goes on in my mind that tries to contradict the godly revelation and godly thought. Hear me tonight, church. Amen. The battle that you're fighting is in your mind. And you have got to come to an understanding of godly thought and godly description and godly supposition and godly instruction. And if you can't get to that place, you will struggle in your carnal thoughts forever. Problem that so many people struggle with is their carnal thoughts. Amen. I want you to consider today. Amen. I have taught those in Bible studies that cannot get beyond condemnation. Amen. I can pull scripture out, read it, teach it, show it. Amen. But yet there is a spirit that whispers in their ear. Amen. That bonds with their flesh because I want you to know today that your flesh is just as rotten, putrid as anything. Does everyone understand that? Yes. He said, in this body dwelleth no good thing. Yes. 
I want you to understand this over here, this right here, this is your enemy. Yeah, I'm coming against Western thought now because we, we believe in being comfortable. We believe in satisfying flesh. We believe many times that spiritual blessing is, is a dollar in our pocketbook. I want us to hear it tonight. Amen. There, there is a warfare that goes on in all of our minds. Amen. That hinders us, that stops us, that blocks us. And when God would give us some revelation, and God would give us some understanding, and God would give us some instruction, amen, over here there's a voice that's saying, you don't have to go there. You don't have to do this. You don't all listen to me. Amen. There are times, amen, that we need to understand, amen, God doesn't come to us in a booming voice. God doesn't come to us with a flame and fire. God doesn't come to us in a great whirlwind. But there are times that God speaks to us in a still, small voice. And if you ain't spiritual enough to catch the still, small voice, then the carnal voice is speaking louder and you'll misinterpret what God is. Oh, my. I'm hearing a lot of people. God told me this and God told me that and God told me this. Give it the word test. If God didn't, if God told you something and it contradicts the word of God, God didn't tell you something. There's a thousand spirits that will speak into your ear. Besides your flesh, there is a warfare that is being waged in your mind. Amen. And our job is to cast down and dispose of the thoughts that come against the thoughts of God in our life. It is our job to bring them down. I want the church to understand something. When Christ died on Mount Calvary, he brought princes and principalities and he put them under his feet. That's what the Bible says. And then he gave authority to the church. Amen. So I want you to know this. Amen. I, I know I'm jumping ahead in my text. Amen. But, but you are not powerful in yourself. Amen. In yourself, you don't have the ability to cast down anything. But with the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. God has imparted unto us mighty things that has given us great ability to bring every thought under subjection to the Spirit of God. But if we live after carnal thoughts, carnal ideas, carnal desires, you will not hear the voice of God. somebody and to tell us this uh, if you don't get spiritual in your life I want you to know the enemy of your soul will wreck you he'll bring you to a place in your life amen when religion amen is some uh, dead dry dull thing and you'll wonder what am I doing in the house of God why am I here today I can't get any further I'm stuck in this cycle let me tell you you gotta get out of the cycle and in order to get out of the cycle you gotta discern the thoughts of God. Right. If our carnal nature is not brought under subjection, 
those Holy Ghost, God-inspired thoughts will be destroyed in us before we have an ability to act on them. I want you to hear what Romans 8 says about this. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Okay? But they that are after the spirit do mind. Everybody say do mind. The things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. To be spiritually minded is life. Amen. Not only life and peace. You need to understand today that every one of us are in the battle of our lives to make heaven our home. Paul said it like this. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. In other words, I have abandoned my belief. I have lived for God. I have discerned the thoughts of God. Amen. I have listened to him when he's told me to go. I've listened to him when he's told me to stop. I've listened to him when he's put authority in my life. I've listened to him in the house of God when the preacher preaches a message. I've listened to him in the still of the night when he's woke me up. And I want to tell us today that if you are not spiritually minded, you will never discern those thoughts. Oh my, I, I, I could tip into this tonight and stay here a while. Amen. If you're carnally minded and the devil is using you, let me tell you what you'll do. You'll sit in your seat and, and you'll say, that preacher's out of his mind. You hear what I'm saying? That preacher don't know what he's talking about. I mean, you, 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 you'll have preachers coming here that are preaching the word of truth and, and you'll have a carnal thought. I don't like this one and I don't like that one and I don't like this one and I don't like that one. Let me tell you something. You better like the man of God regardless who it is realizing that the man of God has the word of God. Amen. Every evangelist, every missionary, every apostle, every prophet amen, that is called of God. You need to hear what what God is telling you. They that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the spirit, they do mind the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So how? How do we, how do we drown out those voices of condemnation and lust and disobedience and anger and wrath and bitterness? That every one of us struggle with. Every individual in this place struggles with these things in our life. And I've just condensed these and put them in uh, put them into categories here. Amen. How do we drown out the voice of the flesh? And we hear the voice of the spirit. How? How, how is it that, that, that we bring this? Amen. Into a place that I can hear the voice of God, that I, I can listen to the voice of God. I, I, I remember when I was young, uh, my father. All over the world, but we lived out in the country, we lived in the streets, a big city. But I remember around dark 30, my father would step out for, for his voice and he would whistle. And ain't nobody had a whistle like my dad's. And Brother Danny, I knew when dad whistled what time it was. And then when he hollered at me, I recognized, Brother Matt, the sound of my father's voice. I knew when he called me. Amen. And let me tell us all in case we're wondering. Amen. God knows the sound of his children. Mothers, do you know what it is to hear your child in a crowded room holler? And you'll know that's my baby right there. Let me tell us there's a relationship going on in here. Amen. And if I'm living for him the way I ought to, then I'm going to recognize his voice. And God is always going to recognize my voice. And it's our obligation to stay in communication with one another. And if I'm not communicating with him, oh, listen to me today. Amen. Then the voices in my head will get louder and louder and louder and louder until they dominate your actions. They'll control your desire. And it is up to you to bring those under subjection. Right. Oh, I hope you're receiving this tonight. Hallelujah. You can say, well, I don't do that and I don't live like that. Let me, let me tell you something. You can miss heaven. Amen. Never acting. Amen. Physically. 
on, on, on sin that runs through your mind over and over and over. Did you know that? And that sin is birthed in the heart and it is considered in the mind. And when you have done it in your mind, then I want you to know you have done it. Amen. Is that all right? Uh, that, that's what the Bible says. Amen. So we need to know today, amen, that I have to control my thoughts. How do we drown out those voices of condemnation? Amen. How, how do we get rid of the cycles of aggravation? How do we get rid of the attitude of victimization? How do we get hold of the, the carnal desires of lust? How in the world do I bring into my body disobedient amen, and anger and wrath and bitterness? How in the world? Amen. How do we break that cycle in our lives? Come on. Let me tell us today it's just as simple as pie. Psalms 1, even though it was in a different testament, tells us exactly what to do. Psalms 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth, how? The way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. For his delight is in the law of the Lord. I want you to hear me. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Everybody say sin. sin. Nor standeth in the way of the sinner. Say sin. sin. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Say sin. sin. Amen. How in the world do I get over sin in my life and in my mind? But his delight is in the laws of the Lord. And in his laws did he meditate day and night. Day and night, day and night, day and night. Amen. Let me, let me tell us, when you get into that word, meditate, it means to murmur. To murmur. To say it, Sister Stacy, repetitious. Amen. Let, let, let me tell us, there, there's something in our flesh. You know, I always get kicked for preaching. I'll say, say to your neighbor. When you say it, it becomes seed. When you say it, it becomes real. When you speak it, Brother Ford, something begins to happen that hadn't happened with just a thought. It becomes real. It begins to happen. Why? By the power of our voice. Why? Because we're made in the image of our Father. And what we say how many know that if we if we speak to our children, tearing them down, ripping them apart, and shredding them into pieces, I want you to know that you're going to have some dysfunctional children when they grow up. But I believe today that when you speak life and you speak peace and you speak authority and you speak the grace of God, I believe that that abides in their life and in time it'll bear fruit. Amen. There may be trouble, there may be hardship, and I believe that it's planted down on the inside. Why? Because the Bible says train up the child in the way they should go and when they're old they're not going to depart. Amen. I tell my children today, live for God, love God, worship God, magnify God, go on and press toward the mark for the pride. Why? Because I want it reiterated unto them. I want to say it to them. I want to tell them. I want them to know Daddy says live for God. Why? Because my dad said it to me. Live for God, Phil. Live for God, Phil. Press toward him. I want you to know I made up in my mind I was going to live for it because it worked for my daddy and it's worked for me and it'll work for my children. I'm here to tell you we need to impart what God has given us unto our kids. But his delight, not his dread. You ever dreaded reading the Bible? Ain't nobody moving or saying a word, are you? You ever dreaded the book of Numbers? We ain't even going to say, are we? The looks on our faces are enough. But let me tell us, I do understand that what we're saying is in the flesh. Amen. Because when we get to the begats, and we get to the begats, and we, we, we get to the begats, amen, 
our mind. It, it begins, it, it tends to run those things together. And it's hard to memorize those scriptures. And, and, and we want to get to the verses that say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. We're, we're, we're straining to get to that part. Amen. To get through all of that other stuff. But I find in the word of God, the Bible said that all scripture is given for reproof, rebuke. Amen. All scripture is given for doctrine. Amen. I find in the word of God that I can preach the plan of salvation from Genesis to Exodus to Leviticus to Numbers to Deuteronomy to Joshua to Judges to Ruth to 1st and 2nd Samuel. I want you to know I can find, amen, the plan of salvation being formed, being put together throughout the word of God. Amen. What am I here to tell you today? If you want to bring your thoughts under subjection, you need to get the word of God on the inside of you. Get out of your Facebook. Get off your Instagram. Put down your self-help books for a little while. Your romance novels. Put them down. Turn off your television. Amen. Get rid of some things that are troubling you. If you've got friends that are speaking negatively in your life, amen, you need to put some distance between you and them. And you need to put the word of God on the inside of you. Put the word on the inside of you. Let the word of God permeate your thoughts and your mind. And I, I want you to know today that you will never bring your thoughts under subjection to your spirit without the word of God. It's a fact. You know, the preacher made mention of this the other day. That, you know, at Alcoholics Anonymous, you meet somebody 20 years after the last time they took a drink. They're, a, they're an alcoholic. I believe that they have, they have said it enough that they have trouble escaping that. Amen. I, I, I want us to understand today, amen, those repetitious words spoken in our mind, amen, are those ones that we remember. When I was a little guy in church, I'll never forget Sister Westfall and my my wife's mother. She taught she taught us all the same the same words. You remember the scripture, Sister Gus? For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even into the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. I learned that when I was five years old. I went around again asking those kids in class if they remembered, if they remembered, if they understood, if they remembered. Amen. Because I want those kids to understand that if they're going to go through the assault of the world, we had better plant the word of God on the inside. We all thank God. Thank God that we're putting we're putting the word into our children. Thank God for that. Amen. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this. If you're putting your kid in public school, you better detox them when they get home. Because they're not teaching godly concepts there. Amen. You need to get the word of God in them. And not just them, but you need to get it inside of you. Amen. Let me tell us every day, when you wake up in the morning, before you hit like on your Facebook, you need to log into the word of God and you need to plant some word of God on the inside of you. I, I'm here to tell you, if not, when those ungodly thoughts bombard your mind, amen, and those desires permeate your heart, let me tell you, you've got no word left to defend yourself. Amen. Find me Matthew 4, 1 through 11, and I, I'm getting finished. James 4 and 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Everybody say submit, submit. and resist. Submit. You can never resist without submitting. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Stand up and read that. Thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he 
Now listen to this. I want you to hear how Jesus himself battled the devil that tried to rake him. Tell it. Jesus said unto him, It is written. It is written. Again. It is written. You want to know how to chase these thoughts out of your mind? You want to know how to battle the devil when he comes against you? How? It is written. Get into the word of God. Understand the word of God. Let the word of God permeate your mind and realize that you've got a defense against an enemy that wants to kill you. How? By the word of God. Amen. Let me tell us this. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Oh, listen to me today. If you're not submitted to the word of God, the devil ain't no more going to flee from you than a man on the moon. But if you come under subjection to the word of God and obedience to the will of God, you've got a sword in your hand that when those thoughts bombard your mind, you can say, devil, it's written I belong to God. I'm a child of the king and you're defeated. Oh, there needs to be somebody that would stake claim to their mind into their thoughts I can't get over those thoughts of condemnation there is therefore now no condemnation it is written devil there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh but after the spirit it's written before you read another book. Is that alright? I'm just telling you the truth. Amen. In here are words of life. In here are words of liberty. In here are words of power. In here are words of salvation. In here are words of comfort. In here are words of proverb. Amen. Of wisdom. Let me tell you. Amen. If you get into the word, you're going to find the things that you need. I wasn't going to get done with this today. It's written. It's written. I'm telling you, I'm finding more people battle more things today, and they're losing. Apostolic Christian, Holy Ghost filled people are failing in some areas. You want to know why? Because we've lost our basic concept. Amen. The precepts of God were laid on the side, not getting in the Word of God. I'm here to tell you today, you need to get in the Bible. You need to walk. You need to find it and search it and plant it in your mind and understand if you're going to make it out of this world, it's going to be by the Word. I'm going to finish with this and I'm going to be done with this lesson, I promise. I want you to understand that if you spend 24-7 praying and you don't break into the Bible to read and understand truth, you're going to be full of zeal and have no wisdom. Is that all right? I'm here to tell you, amen, I've run into a million that serve God in that way. Amen. 
defeated, hurt, wounded, maimed because they don't have the word. They have no understanding of the word. And I'm going to tell you something. You can quote every scripture in this book. But if you don't have the Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of you. And you don't pray fervently. Then I'm going to tell you today you're living lopsided. You're living lopsided. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. He said, take unto the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Everybody say, in the Spirit. I want to commend this church for the prayer that we see going forth. But I want to tell us today how fervently that we need to pray. Amen. We ought to have this, 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 this front lit up with prayer to the extent sometimes that we got to calm everybody down from praying in order to have church. Amen. I know when people are struggling to pray. As a pastor, I wish everybody could spend a little time on that platform. And when we're led into prayer at the beginning of service, and, and, and people pray for that first two or three minutes and then they're, they're looking around at the leader as he's praying and they're looking at one another and they're looking at their phone and they're looking at their buddy and they're looking at their friends and they have run out of words to say let me tell you something amen God amen is your Lord and Savior there ought to be an open dialogue between you and him it ought to be a comfort to talk to him it ought to be God inspired to talk to him oh that when the time of prayer opens up in our life we ought to pour out like a fountain unto God amen praying in the spirit let me let me tell us today you need to pray you need to push that means pray until something happens you need to pray in the spirit of God until God touches and God moves and God ministers of us that received the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the last five years, raise your hand. Oh, that's awesome. If you've received it in the last ten years, raise your hand. If you've received it in the last twenty years, raise your hand. Church, look around. We ought to be full-grown adults, shouldn't we? Able to eat meat, able to pray until something happens able to discern the word, able to live above the troubles of the flesh, able to live for God, amen, without all of these things permeating our mind, but I'm finding that we're failing even in the simplest sense of obedience unto the Lord. Why? Because we're missing some simple things in our life. Hear me today, church. There is a battle for your soul that is going on. Stand with me. There is a battle for your soul that is going on today. And that battle for your soul is either going to be won or lost in your mind right here. I know the day is long. I know that I've been a little while. But let me tell you, amen, I believe in the Lord that I've given you tonight what God wanted me to give you. Could we just lift our hands to the Lord and just love him? God, we love you today. Oh, we praise you today, God. I pray, Lord. Help us to set aside, God, the things of the flesh. Help us, God, to bury, Lord, those things, God. Oh, Lord, that are detrimental to our health spiritually, Lord. Let us to lay aside, God, thoughts that are wrong and desires that are wrong. God, let us, Lord, to not live in lust and condemnation and anger and bitterness and wrath in our life. But, Lord, let us today to rise above it and to know, Lord, that we've been blood-bought. God, you've invested in us the Holy Ghost. 
I've got in me the Spirit of God. And I pray, Lord, that we use, God, those weapons that you've given us. God, that we use, Lord, those things that you planted on the inside of us. God, until it changes us, Lord, that we be capable fighters. Oh, for the kingdom.